So we're holding by Malach Malif, where Periches, Pasuk, Nun, this year we started as the Schosi Lenishmas, Yecheskel Shraga, Ben Avram Yehuda, it should also be a Schosi Lenishmas, Yechiel Machabanasha, Moshe Ben Daniel, Chemelaza Ben Shemshanarye, as well as a Schos for Fushlem of Chaim Moshe Shua Ben Malka. So we are in the middle of the Tefillah of Shlomo Melech, where Shlomo is davening that if Klai Yisrael sins, and as a result of the Averas, they get punished, and they get taken captive by their enemies and brought into Golos, and they have a change of heart as a result of their situation, and they repent, and they daven, and they do tshuva, then Hashem should listen from Shemayim and accept their tefillahs. So Pasuk Noon Shlema now continues with the request to HaKadosh Baruch Hu to be receptive to the tshuva of Klai Yisrael. Pasuk Noon V'salach You should forgive the people who sinned against you with all of their offenses that they committed against you, and you should inspire Rachmanus in front of their enemies, in front of their captives, so that they should be merciful towards Klai Yisrael, meaning that the enemies of Klai Yisrael who have them in Golos, they should find favor in their eyes, and they should treat them with mercy. So we talked last time about the difference between a chet and a pesha, chet referring to an avera dan b'shoigeg, pesha referring to an avera dan b'mezid. What is this request to treat them with Rachmanus? So the Rabbag explains that even if the Golas has to continue, that at least HaKadosh Baruch Hu should allow the cruelty of these captives, of these enemies, to be changed, ease up the situation a little bit, and have them treat Klaiso with mercy. But the Radak learns, and the, and the Malbim also learns that, uh, you know, what, hold on a second, why would Shleimai settle for something less then requesting that Klai Yisrael be returned. That's ultimately the goal that you should want, is not that Klai Yisrael should remain in Golos, even if it's in a better situation, but rather that Klai Yisrael should be returned to Eretz Yisrael. So they have two different terutsim, though, to this question. The Radak says that that ultimately is exactly what Shlomo is asking for. Shlomo is saying that v'richamum, that they should find mercy, meaning that the mercy should allow Klai Yisrael to return to Eretz Yisrael and rebuild the base on Migdash. And says the Radak, this is exactly what happened. At the end of the 70 years of Golis Bavel, Klai Yisrael found Rachmanus in the eyes of Kairesh, and Kairesh allowed them to the, resume the building of the base on Migdash. Actually, I, I misspoke. Kairesh allowed, before the end of the 70 years, Kairesh allowed them to start the rebuilding of the Beis HaMikdash. It was stopped during the time of Achashverosh, and ultimately, Dayavish let them finish the building, the rebuilding of the Beis HaMikdash. But the point is that they found Rachmanus in the eyes of the kings while they were in Kalos, and so they were allowed to return. So Zakta Radak, that's exactly what Shlem is davening for. The return, the Rachmanus will lead to the return of Klai Yisrael. However, the Malbim gives a different territory. The Malbim says no. And Echadami Shlem, did not daven for Klai Yisrael to be returned from Golis. Why not? So says the Malbim, because he couldn't have asked that, because the Torah already in the Teichicha says that there is a process for Klalis and Brachis that are going to come. The Pasuk says, And then Vishafta. And then, right? That the Pasuk in the Teichicha tells you that there is a process for the Teichicha, and there is certain punishments that come on Klai Yisrael. And then, at the end of the uh, curses, at the end of the uh, punishments that come on Klai Yisrael, then a Baruch will return. But there is a, so to speak, a protocol that has to be followed. You can't just interrupt the protocol and say, Oh, I feel bad, and now I'm ready to go back 
you know, go back to go back to class. So Yisrael just let them go back. Says says the Malbim, no, the Torah says there's a protocol that gets followed. So you don't just get to go back to Eretz Yisrael the minute that you do tshuva. There's certain uh, protocols that have to be followed. However, but still there is a concept of and 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 I'm sorry, the Malbim even adds that it's, we say in Pasuk about So that again, referring to the fact that there's a certain time period, there's a certain protocol that gets followed when Klai Yisrael's in Gullahs, it's not an immediate return. However, the, the the so we will have to remain in Gullahs. However, the how we are treated in Gullahs, that is something that could be changed on a dime. And that's therefore says the Malbim, something more appropriate for Shlemit to Davin for. We can't Davin to undo and change the formula that the Torah lays out in the Teichacha for what happens to Klai Yisrael and Golis. But what he could change is how we are treated in Golis. And for that reason, says the Malbim, Shleimai Davin, that Klai Yisrael should be treated better. Yes, in a Chanami, we may have to stay until Golis for a certain period of time until we are uh, allowed to return to Eretz Yisrael. But during that time, Shleimai Davin's that the captors treat Klai Yisrael better. Says the Chavetz Chaim in the Machina Yisrael, that you see a beautiful idea from here, that Klai Yisrael should never be misyayish, never give up hope. Because even if you're out of Eretz Yisrael, and you're in Golis, and you're out of the base of Mikdash, and you're being persecuted by your enemies, Klai Yisrael can still daven, and Hashem can still ease their situation. So even if all hope seems lost, you've lost your homeland, you've lost your identity, you're being persecuted by your enemies, but still, there's a Rabbanu Shalom, you can daven to the Rabbanu Shalom, and the Rabbanu Shalom can make your situation better. So let's continue now with Pasuk Nanalif. Shlema continues to give the reason why should Hashem have this special uh, um, attitude and this special attentiveness to, to Klai Yisrael, even though they sinned. Pasuk Nanalif, Ki because they are your people and they are your inheritance. Because you took them out from, from Mitzrayim, from the midst of that iron furnace. So may your eyes be open to the requests of your servant and the requests of your people. That you should always be attentive to listen to them whenever they call out to you. Because you separated them for yourself as an inheritance from all the peoples of the earth. As you spoke through your servant Moshe, when you took our forefathers out of out of Mitzrayim, Hashem Elikim, meaning this is the end of the Tefillah, and so therefore Shlomi ends it with the words Hashem Elikim. The Malbim sums up nicely the point of these last three psukim, that Bechol Kara Melecha, wherever they call out to you, you should listen to them. Meaning, Shleimah started by saying that Tfilos in this place, in the Beis HaMikdash, should be special and should be uh, readily accepted by Hashem. But says the Rabbah, Shleimah ends off by saying, and even when Klai Yisrael no longer has this place, and it no longer has the same level of Kedusha that it has right now, but nevertheless, Bechol Karamei Lecha, wherever they call out to you, you should still accept and be receptive to their tefillahs. It's such a beautiful idea that even if we've lost everything and we brought it upon ourselves, our own Averis caused, that we are in Gullahs today in the year 2023, but nevertheless, Shleimei Davins, that even today, when we Davin in Gullahs, Bechol Karamei Lecha, Hashem should accept our tefillahs wherever they, from wherever they come from, as long as they are intended uh, with a with a proper heart and with a proper nefesh. 
Rav Gifter has a beautiful idea, which is brought down in the art scroll, the difference between Nachala and Yerusha, right? Both technically mean inheritance. And yet we always tell Hashem that we are his Anu Nachala Senu, that we are his Nachala. Why do we not say we are his Yerusha? So says Rav Gifter beautifully, a Yerusha is an inheritance that someone gets. They could do with it whatever they want. They want to sell it. If they want to dump it, if they want to neglect it, they can. A Nachala is more literally translated as a heritage, means it's something that belongs and has to be preserved. It can't just be neglected. It can't just be given up. We say to Hashem, we're not just a Yerusha that you could give us up if we don't deserve, if, if, we, don't, if we are undeserving. We are, your inherit, we are your heritage. You have to cherish us. You have to protect us. Even when we don't deserve it, you're still, we're still yours. And you have to preserve us because that's what a heritage is. It's you preserve. A heritage technically is something that gets preserved for the next generation. We say, Baruch, we have the same relationship. You can't forsake Klai Yisrael we are yours forever. And even if we are undeserving, you still have to protect us and take care of us, even if we are in Golas being persecuted by our enemies as a result of our own Averis.